This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Perez deal. Fastball hit in the air to left field. That's deep. That goes Chavez back near the wall. Leaping and he made the catch. He took a home run away from Roland. Trying to get back to first Edmonds. He's doubled off. And the inning is over. A miraculous play. Hi, this is Jay Harwood with the latest edition of the Amazing Mets Love My Podcast. And our special guest this week is the great Andy Chavez. Andy, I look, looked over some notes. Uh, Eddie probably made the greatest po- uh, defensive play in the history, history of postseason baseball. Andy, did you ever think what would happen? I mean, you're famous enough that it is that the Mets have gone on to win the World Series. You know, I mean, you, you know, you, everything has been great, but did you ever stop to think what would happen? if we had won that year in 2006? Wow, I, I, I think I should be playing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like uh, maybe I get a contract for life there. <laughs> oh. but, you know, uh, it, it was um, very special because um, first of all, I, not, uh, I wasn't su- supposed to play that, uh, you know, in the playoff. That's why they bring uh, Chong Green to play right field. So uh, I'm I just ready to do my job, you know, from the like from the bench, like all year round. But well, you know, uh, Cliff Flo got hurt, and I had to play from the beginning of the playoff. So everything comes up like from nothing. And uh, I had to, you know, make the adjustment and, and get ready to play every day now. Before but we I, get to the playoffs, Andy, you know, 2006, uh, you know, great year for Andy Chavez. Over 300 bats, hitting uh, 306 for the year. What what turned, what was the difference for you that year, Andy, if you remember back, you know, 15 years ago this month? I think um, the difference was that I had the opportunity to play almost every day. Because uh, the thing had a lot of issue on the outfielders with uh, injury, uh, trades, and stuff like that. So always, um, uh, I had a, like a spot to play, and and they put me in. So I, I think that helped me to get, uh, you know, as an everyday player that I used to be in uh, early in my career, and and give me the confidence that I can do that, you know. And uh, I always feel that I was way better player playing every day than from the bench. From the bench, it's not easy job to do. And um, I think that's why I had a pretty good year, and especially that I was in New York. And, you know, I like the excitement. I like the, the challenge. I, I like the competition that you can feel in New York City. So... Uh, especially when nobody expecting something from me because uh, I, I, I didn't have that big contract. And and that was like, uh, okay, I'm not going to tell everybody that Andy Chavez here too. 
<laughs> let, so let me set the scene for the fans. It's uh, Game 7, 2006 National League Championship Series. After five innings, uh, scores tied 1-1. Uh, Jim Edmonds is on first base. I'm sitting in the press box. As soon as Roland hit the ball, I said, oh, expletive. Uh, I said, I thought it was a two-run home run. I, I, tell me what you felt when you saw the ball coming to a jetty. I mean, everything started when uh, Willie came in to talk to the pitcher. And we know we had a righty guy in, um, in, the, in the pen. And when he decided to leave it there, I, I already know how Oliver was uh, challenged um, Scott Rowland inside. Yeah, Oliver so, Perez, which was pitcher. Yeah. yeah, Oliver Perez, yeah. So I I was thinking like, oh, they busted me inside, so I'm not going to do a few steps back and just get if he hit on the gap or on, on the line. I have more chance to get quick to the ball to try to get Edmond at home. But on the first pitch, I saw the ball hit to me like a bullet. And I knew the ball was on the fence or it's gone. So I had to sprint to the quick I can over there. I always make sure I get to the fence first so I can decide to jump or not. But at that time, I didn't have that time to, to get to the fence on time. And uh, I just, you know, had to get my basketball skill. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> when I was in the warning track. <laughs> yeah. And the defense, the defense is eight feet high out there. Eight feet high. Oh, That's yeah. Pretty- and like I said, I, I saw the ball very high, and I didn't thought I had the chance to get there. But I, I did all I could. And I just, after that, I put my gloves where I thought the ball was going to land. And I didn't see nothing. I saw the ball in front of me the last time, but all the way behind the fence, I didn't see nothing. I just felt when the ball hit the glove. And I'm like, well, it's in. <laughs> so I tried to pull it in. I can't even barely grip my, my glove because it's almost went off when, with the impact. And uh, I tried to look for the ball in the air. And when I saw it, I, I saw it on my glove. So uh, right away, I tried to get Edmond where, where he was. And he was stopping around shortstop and trying to go back to first. And I he better hurry up because I'm coming in. <laughs> and to me, the, the, the throw was just as crazy as the catch. I mean, you, you got it to Valentin and you got it to Delgado and double play. Yeah. And everything happened just like that. Yeah. The only unfortunate thing about that game is the bottom of that inning, we had the bases loaded, didn't score. And our longtime nemesis, uh, Yanni Malik, hits a two-run homer, and we, lo- we lose. Listen, I, I know, uh, you know, 2006 was, you know, we won 90-plus games, won a division, beat the Dodgers in three straight. It was still a little frustrating. I thought it was probably one of the best Met teams I've ever been associated with. What do you think? And you look it back. Well, uh, what I can tell you is like I knew whoever passed to the World Series, whatever team is going to win the World Series because that was the game of World Series. And uh, and both teams they played good. We we playing hard and, and we won it. So and all year round, especially us, we we have outstanding year. 
and we was ready for it. We, we never thought uh, we can going to be out that way. We always believed we, we're going to be on the World Series that year. Yeah. I always felt, uh, you know, unfortunately the series ended, ended with Carlos Beltran taking the third strike from, uh, you know, Adam Wainwright. I always felt, you know, Beltran was probably one of the best contracts seven years that we have ever given as a free agent contract. And I think he's been maligned through the years of, you know, he had a great postseason, great playoffs, and for people to blame it on Carlos was pretty unfair. What, what do you think about that? I mean, uh, I think in that particular bat, uh, Carlos just had one pitch to hit in, in that bat, and it was the first pitch. Uh, that's the first pitch he threw fastball right down the middle, and then he just trying to uh, make him chasing with the cool ball, what he did with the second pitch. And Carlos maybe was thinking that the cool ball is going to be almost the same pitch, like chasing down. And he just throwing right to the middle. I don't know what happened, if he just trying to do that or he just let the ball hang it. But I was running on second, and, and that was a nasty pitch too. <laughs> yeah. So because of the catcher, you had a bobblehead named after you. There's a plaque outside in the walk at the city field named after you. And in the left field gate, there's kind of a likeness of you making the catch. So, I mean, that's got a pretty, pretty good memories that, you know, whatever, you know, there's Mookie's at bat, you know, Mike's home run, and, you know, and any Alec Chavez's catch is pretty, must be pretty good for you to know you have a great part in Mets history like that. Oh, man. I mean, that's very special. I mean, it's an honor because, um, I can't believe it when when my friend told me, hey, I just went to City Field and I saw the play, uh, you know, on the floor. And I'm like, really? Like Hollywood? Oh, wow. I, I never thought that can be possible. That, that was a very nice surprise that I had. I never thought, you know, with the new stadium to, to have something like that. And when I went to visit the stadium too, I watched the game. I saw the video and, you know, the little museum that you have got my shirt when I played that day that I made yeah. the catch. Well-deserved, well, well Andy. Let's talk about your career for a second. You didn't get a big signing bonus. You, you had to work your way up from the low minors. You know, you wind up playing, you know, 13 years in, in, in the majors with seven different teams. Now you're a coach with the Mets farm system. You know, just put the, uh, the catch aside. Don't you think your, your career is an example to the younger guys that you got to fight for everything and nothing's going to be easy? And you made a, a really a 13-year major league career starting from the bottom and working yourself up to the top. We talk about yeah. the struggles you had. Not struggles, but how you progressed. Because uh, especially when I got signed, uh, it was a very hard thing to do because uh, just my size, because I was too skinny. Uh, I was weighing like 134 pounds uh, by that time. And, uh, but, you know, people start thinking when they see me play. And then like, well, uh, Gregorio Machado and Junior Roman was the scout that, uh, that year um, with the Mets and decided to give me the opportunity to sign. And he said that I remind him of Kenny Lofton and Lance Johnson. So I'm like, okay. So I, I, that's the type of guy that was in the, in the majors and Lance Johnson was with the Mets on those years. So unlike 
you know, I, I, I like to work. I, I love baseball. I, I always love to play. And I think the discipline and the intensity that I, that I play baseball, that's uh, made me go step by step because uh, I remember a lot of coaches told me too, hey, Andy, you got to eat because you're not going nowhere if you don't get your body right. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But uh, I knew Felix Mignan wasn't a standard when I was there. And he told me, hey, Andy, when you're hitting your, your land drive every day, you're hitting for average and you're playing the baseball the right way, nobody can touch. So don't worry about it. Just keep playing hard and everything is going to be positive. And I'm like, okay, I, I will do it and, and see what happens. I'll make it to the majors. And coming from Venezuela, when you came to the States, how much English did you speak at all? Did you speak any at all? English? Yeah. Zero. Zero. I, so I, that, that's I, another I, subject. I mean, did you, were you self-taught? How did you, you know, pick it up that you were able to, you know, I mean, talk about how hard that was maybe in the beginning for you. Oh, well, that was terrible. Am I even still still hard for me? I don't know. No, you're great, Andy. You're great. Walk, or understand the right way. But, um, I mean, in the beginning, when I wasn't standing, I had zero English, and uh, I know I had uh, Alex Escobar that I always be on okay, hey, what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? Because I'm trying to to get a word if I can understand, and it's every word is like kind of the same for me. I, I can't tell any different. And you know, I started going to English class and I start picking up some some words. And the funny part is like uh, if the teacher say, okay, Andy, where, donde, where, donde, okay, where, donde. And in five minutes, she asked me, Andy, where? And I'm like, oh, no, I hate it. But it's hard in the beginning. So you, you did this on your own. You know, do you, you remember Jose Vizcaino? Vizcaino, yeah. Yeah, so he, he was struggling. And, and I was told to Jose, listen, just try, no one expects you to be perfect. And, you know, I think, you know, when you're you know, dealing with the media, they, 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 they really respect you, you, you know, you know, it's a second language and respect that you're trying to do it. And I think, you know, the progress you made was great. And, you know, Jose Reyes was the same thing, Andy. He taught himself, you know, um, you know, and, 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 and he got to the point where interviews were easy for him. But I mean, you gotta be proud of what, what do you tell young kids you know, I know you were St. Lucie most of the year. What did they, did they ask you about the catch, about your career? What, what did they mostly talk to you about? And I know you're a long-time major leaguer. I mean, uh, English is very important. Especially when, you know, when you play, you have to get very, very good communication. And by the way, I'm glad Jose don't get me in a TikTok or or Instagram, like he does, we incarnate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's very important, especially in the beginning of the career, that we don't we, we don't control very good interviews, and, uh, and and be honest. If you don't understand the question, just ask, repeat the question in another way, so I can understand. Because it's very bad when they ask question and you answer something that you not be asked. So 
uh, that's happened to me a lot because I'm like, what did you say? No, no, no. Give me another another words that I can understand. Speak English. <laughs> that's what I tell the, the reporters. So they start laughing and they trying to figure out what words they can use so I can understand. So I, I remember my first interview in the majors when I got called up. Uh, I feel like like when I, they start the line for the camera and stuff like that, I forgot my English, my Spanish, everything. Everything was blank. <laughs> so I'm very nervous. Like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> Andy, before I forget, you live in New Jersey. Like last time we spoke, you had said you were involved with trying to build the Little League field. Is that still going on or where I used to try to do that? Yes, yes. I'm working on it right now. Yeah. And what, what, do you do a lot of work with kids in the community? Well, uh, that's what I'm trying to get, to start uh, help a lot of kids. That, you know, I know sometimes it's hard and expensive to, to do a sport, and that's all about. So uh, incentive that, uh, you know, put the kids uh, on the fields and, and, and keep it busy doing sport. How do you like the other side as a coach? In 2019, you were with Fonzie and Brooklyn won the championship. Now you were with St. Lucie. I mean, do you, do you want to keep going on with this? you like the teaching side of it? I mean, I love it. I, I, I'm enjoying it, you know? And especially uh, looking from, you know, watching the, the new talent that is coming up and, and have a chance to, to be a major league player. So uh, it's like a special gift that I, that I can, you know, let know the guy uh, share my information and trying to get it from the beginning, do the team the right way so they can, you know, be a very good player in the future. And um, like to be with Fonsi, um, 2019 in Brooklyn, uh, it was an awesome experience. It was my first year coaching, and we have a pretty good group uh, down there. And uh, I mean, the, the kids, they can tell that they, they was feeling comfortable. They they was uh, playing hard, doing the right thing, and we win it all. You can see the results. And I got a really tough question for go back to Brooklyn. How many Nathan's hot dogs you eat that year? <laughs> not many. Not come many. on, Andy. You not, come on. Why would that have like three a day? I love Nathan's I, I hot dogs. I know. Mean, and French fries and a jelly apple. That's And speaking of the young players, what, you know, without signalizing some players, is there any young players let men fans on horizon they might hear from them that you work with the last year or two any young outfielders or anybody who want to mention do you think it's got a good future i mean we have pretty good uh talent in the in the farm down here and uh you know a few players that they can have they have the talent and they just had to improve itself, they can, you know, make the adjustment and keep moving up. Um, yes, uh, I just saw playing like um, Alex Ramirez, um, Omar De Los Santos as an outfielder. That, that's my area, you know. They, sure. they, they, they have pretty good uh, talent there. And 
we have teacher uh, staff too. They 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 had pretty good pitching on um, on the beginning of the farm, and uh, we we just gotta you know keep the eye on and on them and uh, make improve themselves so they can be uh, in the future major league level. Good. And I got another tough question for you. You would say Lucy most of the summer. When I was there for spring training, I used to eat at Chili's like four nights a week. They gave me a special table there to have. Uh, did you ever? How many times you go to Chili's at all? Oh, not 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 many. I think I went once because I like can can the guy very uh, lazy to go eat, uh, take a dinner every day. Uh, you know, on the street, I like to eat home. Yeah, uh, more homemade. And, and stuff like that. You so. probably eat better than I do, Andy. You know. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, you, can you believe, Andy? Fifteen years, 2021 now. Fifteen years. You know. You know. Since the catch, when you go out in the streets, to how often do you get? Hey, are you Andy Chavez? Did you make the catch? Uh almost every day. Even on the social media, they they just almost send me that video every day. Like they tag me. And stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, it's been crazy because, like you said, it's 15 years ago, and the people are still talking about it like it was last season. And, and it's you know, it's fun because uh, the the people doesn't get tired. They appreciate that. Yeah, it was amazing. It was an amazing catch. And listen, I you know keep doing good work with the community, what you're doing, and always good to catch up with Jenny. And you know, it's really it's got to be really special for you. No matter what happens, you know, 50 years from now, any Chavez will always have a part in New York Mets history and well-deserved, too, sir. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm appreciated. And, you know, it's more than happy for me to, to be part of this family because this is uh, the thing, especially gave me the opportunity to be on professional baseball yeah. and, and make myself as a baseball player. So, yeah. Um, yeah, always that is going to be uh, very grateful for me. Have you heard Gary? You've heard Gary Cohn's call it a catch, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, I, when I still hear it, I still get chills. <laughs> I do. I really, I, I, I can hear it a million times and I, I still get chills. Andy, Andy Chavez, thank you for spending time and, you know, good luck with everything you're doing and uh, hope to see you around the ballpark soon. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I love you. I love you too, Andy. Uh, thanks, my friend. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.